Welcome to Beyond the Shadows on the Mike Rickstecker Audio Journey on MikeRickstecker.com. The Amityville Horror has been the most notorious apparent haunting in America ever since the best-selling novel by Jay Anson came out in 1977, followed by the blockbuster movie of the same name in 1979. Today we're going to cover the three primary story arcs of this presumed haunting. The DeFeo murders, the real Amityville Horror. What are the facts we know, and was there any supernatural involvement? the Lutz's family story about their haunting in the house, and the subsequent seance by Ed and Lorraine Warren. And Dr. Hans Holzer's paranormal investigations at Amityville. What did the man who coined the term ghost hunter discover? The real true horror of Amityville were the murders committed by Ronnie DeFeo Jr. on November 13, 1974. Known as Butch to his friends and family, DeFeo carried out the execution of his family with a 35 caliber Marlin rifle at 3 o'clock in the morning at the infamous house at 112 Ocean Avenue. There's a ton of backstory leading up to the murders, including domestic abuse at the hands of Ron Sr. and mob involvement by Ron through the matriarch of the family, Louise DeFeo, whose father was Mike Briganti, the owner of a car dealership who was heavily connected to the Gambino crime family. All of that is story for another video, so I highly recommend you check out the Ryan Katzenbach film Shattered Hopes in the meantime. It covers all of that in great detail. There are a number of things that happen the night of the murders that are definitely mysterious, and some may even claim to be supernatural. All six of the victims, which included Butch's parents, his two sisters, and his two brothers, were all found face down without any sign of a struggle. The police concluded that a silencer had not been used on the rifle, and sedatives had not been used on the victims. So, when the first shots rang out, why did the others in the house not wake up? What's more, neighbors did not hear any shots fired, and those who were awake say they only heard the DeFeo's dog barking. It's one of those cases that are so unbelievable that when the scene was written for the Amdeville horror movie, Hollywood masked gunshots with thunder from a storm. However, there was no storm the night the DeFeo's died, It was a perfectly crisp autumn night, but no one heard a sound. Not even anybody who was in the house. Some of the more bizarre claims made by Butch DeFeo about that fateful night include voices that are supposed to have instructed him to carry out the murders and the appearance of a mysterious hooded woman. He stated this woman was a demon with black hands who handed him the rifle he used to kill his family. Did this woman really exist? Was she just a hallucination from his drug use? Or did Butch just completely fabricate the story? At one point, DeFeo implicated his sister Dawn in the murders, going so far at one point to say that she had committed the murders and he had only killed her in retribution for what she'd done. DeFeo's stories changed multiple times over the years, so there's no way to know what truly happened. But there is one iteration that claims Dawn was the mysterious hooded demon who handed Butch the rifle. Thirteen months after the DeFeo murders, George and Kathy Lutz moved into the Dutch colonial home with their family, 
but only remained for 28 days, claiming they experienced an extreme haunting. This haunting became the basis for the novel and film The Amityville Horror. These hauntings included George constantly being cold and waking up every night at 3.15 a.m., the Lutz's daughter playing with a ghostly red-eyed pig, hundreds of flies appearing in the sewing room, foul odors emerging from all corners of the house, George waking up to Kathy being transformed into a 90-year-old hag and levitating off the bed, green slime manifesting itself throughout the house, an inability to call a priest, and when the Lutzes tried to pray over the house with a crucifix, a chorus of voices cried out, will you stop? And much more. Did these things really happen? The point of this video isn't to discredit the Lutzes, but there are a couple of important notes. Neighbors stated one of the neighborhood cats was nicknamed the pig, and is what would have been looking in the windows of the Lutzes' home, not an actual red-eyed pig. Some say the Lutzes hadn't even bothered unpacking when they moved into the house. And Butch DeFail's lawyer, William Weber, stated he and the Lutzes created the stories of the hauntings over a couple bottles of wine. There were even supposed to be connections of the Lutzes to the DeFails before the murders happened. After the Lutzes abandoned the house and their hauntings became headlines, the news media invited paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren to investigate the house and conduct seances. During the investigation, Ed stated he was physically pushed to the ground in the basement while Lorraine became overwhelmed by what she stated was a demonic presence and the constant psychic impressions of the bodies of the DeFeo family covered in white sheets. During the night of the seances, several at the table claimed that they felt heart palpitations, shortness of breath, became ill, and one psychic medium claimed that she saw a large black shadow. The TV journalists were unimpressed, however, with news anchor Marvin Scott stating, the only voices I heard that night were of my crew wanting to know when we were going to eat the sandwiches we brought along. The one physical piece of paranormal evidence that came out of those investigations was the infamous ghost boy photo taken upstairs in the Amityville house. This photo was taken by professional photographer Gene Campbell, who had set up an automatic camera on the second floor to take infrared photos. At the time it was taken, no one was supposed to have been on the second floor, and while some say it could be Paul Bartz, a member of the crew, the shirt Bartz was wearing that night was somewhat different than the shirt the ghost boy was wearing. Some believe this boy may have been the spirit of young John DeFeo, who was one of the murder victims. In their research, the Warrens state the land was used by John Ketchum to practice spiritism long before the house was built. It's difficult to prove, but that's a discussion for another time. World-renowned paranormal investigator Hans Holzer investigated the house several times and had a bit of a different take. One of the people he brought with him into the house was deep trance medium Ethel Myers, who picked up on the spirit of an Indian chief. From Myers' impressions, Holzer began to research and discovered that the Amityville house stands on top of an ancient Native American cemetery for the Sinecock tribe. In 1905, a skeleton was partially washed out by a rainstorm and the skull was removed by a young boy who started playing football with it. Ever since then, the Indian chief whose skull had been removed was angry about the desecration of his grave. These facts are hotly debated as well, since the Amityville Historical Society denied there being any burial ground on the property, while the chief librarian of Amityville in 1977 is the one who provided the information about the Native American graves. 
Holzer also discovered that back in 1905, there was a different house on that property, which had been built in 1782. That house was perfectly calm until the bones were unearthed by the boy in 1905. That 1782 house suddenly became haunted. Those that lived within began experiencing paranormal activity. And there was even the tragic death of someone in the house that took their own life. The family ended up moving the old house elsewhere in town, and the activity in the home, now at the new location, stopped. The lot at the old location with the unearthed bones from the Indian burial ground remained empty for several years until the 1920s when the famous Dutch colonial house was built on the property. From Holzer's extensive interviews with those connected to the DeFeo murders and trial, including Butch DeFeo himself, Holzer discovered the DeFeos did experience some mild paranormal activity while they lived in the house, including footsteps and objects moving around. He also surmised that if the Lutz family experienced anything supernatural, it was probably ordinary poltergeist activity. However, according to Dr. Holzer in his book Murder in Amityville, Bush DeFeo was possessed by this angry Indian chief when he murdered his family. This account is what inspired the Amityville horror sequel, The Possession. In an interview with news anchor Marvin Scott, Dr. Holzer did offer up a solution to the unheard gunshots from the murders. Harkening back to experiences he'd previously had in haunted houses, he stated, There is no sound because a haunted atmosphere is a magnetic atmosphere, and anything that is magnetic will automatically become affected. Up until the day he passed away, Dr. Holzer maintained that what's really in the house at Amityville is an Indian chief who's mad as hell. Unfortunately, we're never really going to know what happened at 112 Ocean Avenue in the house that became known as the Amityville Horror House. For generations, the debate will rage. 